What is up, guys? This is Matt. Uh, decided, I don't know, like I found a Drifter Diaries notebook uh, in a drawer. So I'm like, I know I've told, like, parts of these stories, like, you know, on here. But, like, I like I want to, like, I have Illinois to San Diego, like, right here. So I'm just going to read this. Because this is nuts. I can't believe I was able to write, like, every fucking detail. <laughs> That's what's crazy. So, at any rate, yeah, I, 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 I just figured... In the meantime, until my meeting about this monetizing this podcast, I'll read from my retail book and I'll read from Drifter Diaries. Because why not? You know, like it makes it interesting. Yeah. So here we go. This is Illinois to San Diego. Got a job at Pottery Barn in Oak Brook, Illinois in September. Getting hired for seasonal work. Was getting a lot of hours and life in general was going pretty well. Then I was told by my parents that I have to start going to AA with this guy, Kevin, who is a family friend. Of, a, of course, I didn't want to go, but went on a Tuesday night. Went to this huge church on York Road and 31st Street in Oak Brook, Illinois. Walked in, sat down amongst many other people, and then the chairperson asked if, there's anyone, if, if this is anyone's first AA meeting. I raised my hand, everyone clapped. We then broke into groups, and a few of the guys took me into this room and we did what's called a first step meeting. The guys basically go around and tell their stories and ask if you can relate. Since I had no choice about doing this, I just said, yeah, I'm an alcoholic. After the first step meeting was over, of which the whole rest of the meeting was over, and I met up with Kevin. Hold on, that didn't sound right. Uh, after the first step meeting was over, which the whole rest of the meeting was over, and I met up with Kevin. Okay, and we went home talking about everything. I basically told him that this is crazy, but I'll keep going because I have to. So we went every Tuesday night to the same location. Meanwhile, work was going well, and the days were rolling by, and I was saving money. And I was also talking to Marcy, who was in a halfway house in Oak, Brook, Oak Park. I think I mentioned that before. I was also talking to Slobo in San Diego. He, should, he said I should eventually come out there. I said, who knows? Birthday came around, sucked, but I, because I couldn't go out with anyone. The day after I got home from my Greyhound journey from San Fran, I had to sign a petition that I wouldn't see anyone I used to hang out with. So yeah, 33rd birthday was pretty lame. Other than that, going out to eat and tossing the football around with my friend John. <laughs> And then, hold on, I have a, another sentence here. It says, I was also working on People Stories, a documentary about people's lives, stories, and daily videos where I made a video every day. Yes, I remember all this. <laughs> uh, let's see. Lots of work and then Thanksgiving and Christmas. Got a cool Samsung Galaxy phone and a few other things. After the holidays, work slowed down and January was one of the worst. Way too much shoveling and snow in general. It was a really tough month to get through. Meanwhile, Slobo and I were talking about me coming out there, and all of a sudden, I found a job transfer through Pottery Barn. So one day, I asked my manager that if I set this up, could she approve it? She said, no problem. So I went through with it. I was going to transfer mid-February. I was still going to go into meetings with Kevin, but getting real sick of them. I think I stopped before I transferred. Of course, my parents didn't want me to go or 
didn't like the plan, but I booked the flight. But the first flight I booked was too early because of inventory at Oakbrook. Of course, the San Diego one wanted me out there for inventory as well. So I canceled the flight, didn't know if I was going now. It was all screwed up. Finally, I found out I could transfer to San Diego. My transfer to San Diego, sorry, was back on. So I rebooked a flight and finished my two weeks at Oakbrook. Had a couple days off before. I had to get another duffel bag and found this hilarious one at Walmart called The Adventure. Pretty hilarious. Packed over the next couple days and it was off to Midway Airport. Of course, my mom was sad I was leaving and she said she'd miss my humor. Uh, she dropped me off and I checked my bags and it was off to the gates for San Diego. I had to wait for a couple hours. Finally, it was time to board and now it was really happening. I sat next to this older lady who was older lady who was from San Diego and she told me all about it. My iPod of course fell a couple rows back, so she gave me a drink ticket. I had a rum and coke. The flight took up a little over four hours. I talked to this guy. I also talked to this guy who was talking about his traveling job and how he's flown so much that he's sick of it. <laughs> we first had a short layover in San Jose. So we went to that airport and basically got in line for the next plane to San Diego. Got on that plane, it was only like a 45-minute plane ride. Got to San Diego airport, got my bags, and waited for Slowbo to come pick me up in his hilarious green 1967 Volkswagen. He came, scooped me up, and we went off to his friend Brandon's place in OB, Ocean Beach. We went to a liquor store, grabbed some beer, went to Brandon's, basically just chilled in mission, or chilled and smoked, sorry. That was another side thing that I read accidentally. I chilled and smoked a couple joints and drank and talked and talked. I ended up staying at Brandon's for like four or five days, just drinking and talking about how women are crazy. After that, after that started, or after that short stay, I went to Slowbo and his brother's place. I stayed there for like two nights, and then he told me I had to leave at like midnight. Such bullshit. So we. Sorry. So we cleared out his place. So we checked, I'm sorry, so we checked out this place called the Friendship Motel, a real shithole, but they were closed. So then we tried this place called the Padre Inn. They were still open at almost 1 a.m. So I got two nights because I had to work the next day and needed a place for my bags so I didn't, or I couldn't, because I, as I couldn't bring them to work, sorry. So I had to be at work at 10 a.m. the next morning. Of course, I wake up late, so I get dressed and run out the door. The Padrian was a part of San Diego called Old Town, pretty cool area. There was a cool transit area like a couple minutes from the motel, so I just hopped on a bus at like 9 a.m., hoped to make it to work. I made it with like 20 minutes to get to work, so that worked. I was working for Pottery Barn Kids now here in San Diego, and it was weirder than regular Pottery Barn. I didn't like my manager right from the start. She was a total bitch. I found it more challenging than Pottery Barn. I didn't like how the stock room was set up. So I'm still at the Padre and trying to find a room for rent. It was really, really hard. No one would return calls or emails. Finally, after blowing like $400 at the Padre Inn, I got out of there and drifted to Pacific Beach. There was a hostel there called the California Dreams Backpackers Hostel. Slobo helped me reserve a week there, but it was one day later that I got there. 
Pacific Beach. So I stayed in this like $100 amazing Pacific Beach hotel for a night right on the beach. The hostel was also a few steps from the beach and the Pacific Ocean. Amazing view. Stayed at the real expensive hotel for a night and then went to the hostel the next day. Checked in there and it was an awesome experience that no one would forget. This hostel was a pretty cool place. People from all over the world. This guy Jason, who was a worker there, was a really cool guy from Delaware. We got along really well. Then there was Sophie from France. She and I were just hilarious together. We had a lot of fun. Then there was a Then there was Chuck, a cool punk dude from Minnesota. He decided that the Midwest was now called the problem. Or we decided, I'm sorry, we decided that the Midwest was now called the problem because it sucks here. So anyways, I have a week here and was working while staying at the hostel. There was a bus stop very close to the hostel that went to the mall where I worked. The mall was in La Jolla, a very rich part of San Diego. It was kind of like Oak Brook with palm trees, basically. That's basically what it was. I was still looking for a room for rent out of the hostel. I sat at the hostel for like two or three weeks. Chuck was working for a weed grower, so he also had green. So did Jason and the other guy, Scott, who worked there. So the green was always flowing. I was getting a decent amount of hours at work, so I had enough to always pay for the hostel and had almost 700 saved still for a room for rent. About two and a half weeks in, I finally found a room for rent in La Jolla, extremely close to work. It was 420 a month. That was pretty hilarious. So I finished my stay at the hostel and moved my stuff to this room. Got the key and paid this guy Sheldon a couple days before I moved in. This was May now, so I had moved on from the hostel to this room. There were three of us in this one-bedroom apartment. This other weird Filipino kid, William, also lived there. He was some kind of marketing guy who really just worked from home. We shared a room, and he was very strange. He told me he did this weird chant shit every morning and would wake me up. Another crazy thing, Sheldon was a weirdo too. He asked me a lot of questions but would not reveal anything about himself. I had to work the next day after moving in. Uh, very weird to wake up in this small one-bedroom room sleeping on the ground after about a week of living here. I kind of lost it. Actually, it was eight days in to be exact. I had a day off, bought a 12-pack of beer and went back to the apartment to drink it. Bad decision. The night before, I got some groceries and a couple Tecates and hid in this weird sidewalk with these walls drinking three of these 24-ounce beers and then going upstairs and everything was fine. The next night was not fine. I started drinking <laughs> in the afternoon in the apartment. I told myself I would only have like four or five, but I drank 11 of them. In this drunken stupor, I flipped out pretty bad, and I guess I told Sheldon and William that I hated my job and I wanted to go up to L.A. to become a comedian. So the next day when I woke up, he said he really f f he already found someone else to move in, and he would give me the majority of my money back. I found another room for rent and checked it out like two days later. When I walked into this guy's place, he was still asleep, and it was very awkward. He finally woke up and was weirded out that I was standing there. He also lied about the security deposit because on the Craigslist, it didn't say there was a security deposit. I didn't have enough money for both security deposit and first month's rent, so I told him I couldn't do it. He texted me later saying we could work out a deal, but I'd already gone back to the hotel for another week. Or the hostel, I'm sorry, for another week. 
So I went back to the crazy seven-day-a-week partying and working. It was insanity once again. I think I stayed another two weeks. And by the end of the second week, I lost my mind again, wasted and threw a plastic green chair in the street, got thrown out of the hostel for good, tried to get into this other hostel, but needed proof of travel. So I said, fuck you to all them drunk. And the only option left was now the street. <laughs> the first night on the street, I met these two cool musician dudes. One was called Chans. I don't know what that says. That's crazy. Because uh, he looked like Tommy Ch oh, Chong. I'm sorry. He looked like, he looked like Tommy Chong. Okay. I forgot the other dude's name, but that they were a duo playing together on the streets for cash. Chong had two broken feet, but rode around on this three-wheeler bike. Anyways, I told him I just got thrown out of the hostel, so I got a crash on the concrete bench. They said, all good. We talked a bit about how no one gets artists. The other dude, besides Chong, said his ex-girlfriend threw him out for basically no reason. Anyways, slept there for like a night, woke up early, really didn't sleep. We were we were sleeping on the boardwalk, this long, big sidewalk where hundreds at least of people walk down every day. It's right on the Pacific Ocean in Pacific Beach. Anyways, the next day I was off work. So I was so I was just hanging out with the musician dudes watching my bags. Then this random guy with a guitar comes up to me, introduced himself as Devin. He told me he wanted to make this film about the homeless extreme camping adventure we would go on. I told him I have a lot of film experience and we'd be totally interested. I then got the idea to get a storage unit for my stuff. I learned, I learned from San Francisco on this one. So I set that up, took my shit to the storage, got it, put my stuff in there, and now I was just a backpack drifter. I was pretty happy like this at first. I still had my job at Pottery Barn, kids in La Jolla. One thing I noticed about Devin was that he was a meth freak. He seemed to care about this the most. The next day, I gathered all my paperwork to get food stamps. I used the hostel's address as proof of residency. Had to go to my storage to get my pay stubs. Called to find out where the DHS office was and took like two or three buses to get there. Got lost and asked some people at some government building. They told me where to go and I was in a bit of a panic, but I made it just in time. Didn't wait very long, filled out a bit of paperwork, met with this girl who looked at my paperwork, asked me a few questions and, and that was that. So now my belongings had a home. I had food stamps, a job, but was homeless. Interesting situation. <laughs> I was then introduced to this guy, Ivan, who was known as Scout. He was going to be part of this film as well. We got along well and hung out a lot as he was on the street now as well after getting fired from this bar called 710. As days went on, I met a bunch of other homeless characters. One guy, Oleg, who was from Russia, he was pretty cool. Also this dude, Rashid, who was this random wigger, meth head guy. He weirded me out at first, but we became pretty good friends one night when Scout found the sheet of like 500 hits of acid on the ground. Oleg, Rashid, and I took some, took some, and Rashid was on meth as well. He took Oleg and I to this weird homeless hangout place to charge my phone. Then 
then we went to this weird park in the middle of the night. We're swinging on swings on LSD. Meanwhile, I was still working. Then after work, I'd go back to Pacific Beach to see what drama was going on at the at our camp. I was still friends with most of the people at the hostel and would occasionally sneak in when the semi-owner guy, Planco, wasn't there. Chuck and Jason and Sophie and I would smoke a few bowls and then I'd get out. Meanwhile, everybody's drug use in our camp was getting heavier and it started appearing that this so-called film, extreme camping film, was probably not going to happen. But I figured I hang out, I hang in there on the streets working to see where this all goes. This was the super crazy. Oh, sorry. There was this super crazy guy, Jerry, who was always drunk and claimed he owned the boardwalk territory on the streets. He was fucking crazy. He would just yell at everyone. He was an asshole to me. And Rodney, or I'm sorry, and a lot of other people. Then there was this, then there was Rodney, this drifter from Austin, Texas. He was cool. We would smoke a bunch of bowls and just sit there and laugh, not really even knowing what about. So I'd work and then find the gathering. Sometimes Slobo would come to PB, would smoke a joint or two, hang out, and he'd take me back to the Mission Valley. And I'd go to, and I'd go back to my concrete bench. <laughs> Sorry, let me say that again. I said, uh, we'd smoke a J or two, hang out, and he'd take me back to Mission Valley, and I'd go back to my concrete bench. <laughs> All the bums and drifters would meet up at this McDonald's because they had free coffee. They were also their their feeds. There were also the, these feeds. Sorry, there were also these feeds at churches, and this one, this one, this. This one on a couple streets down from where we set up camp. Free food. The, there was this guy, Smalls, who I grew to, uh, know a f- grew to know a fellow pothead. Then I found out he was a crackhead, too. I smoked crack with him one night all night. He was a small dude in his 20s, hence Smalls, from San Francisco, or as he called it, San Francisco. There were a bunch of other weird bums I met all had intention or interesting stories. Sorry, some of these words are just hard to read. I apologize. Random kids would always come around on camp selling weeds. Scout and Devin started not to get along after a while. So that put a strain on all of us. (laughs) I'm just trying to see. I don't know if this is uh because there's after this there's a different entry so but at any rate that's that's just like an example I mean that's good enough you know what I'm saying like that's just an example of like stuff I I was I was doing I was like dealing with insane like I was working but I was on the street it was just so weird you know but like you you go from like the working world at the mall to like the homeless world and it was just so interesting like. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that ended, but I just I wrote so many random entries in that book, so I and there's nothing that really follows suit towards anything, you know. So it is what it is. But I just wanted to like read some of that because it's just it brings back memories too. But it's just interesting. So at any rate, yeah, that's some of uh, Illinois to San Diego. <laughs> interesting times, that's for sure. So not that these aren't right now. Good God, they are, but. Anyways, just wanted to do this just to try it out. So, 
it's cool. Like, sorry if I stuttered on a couple words. Uh, just like some of my writing is really sloppy. So I'm like, what did I write? And there was a couple times where there was writing on the side of the paper. And I'm like, yeah, I missed that. We're just going to forget that on this page, you know, while I'm reading this. So <laughs> I don't know. It's just, there's like notes all over on this notebook. So it's like, it's crazy. So at any rate, but yeah, that's some. So, you know, just to, just to give you guys like, an example of like just some writings that I've done while I was like in the sober house <laughs> when I came back from San Diego. So crazy drifter diary drifter diaries exist because I went to a sober house, got sober from everything and wrote that book. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Crazy. So yeah. At any rate, this is Matt Bennett for crazy life stories on anchor. Oh yeah. Have a great Friday. Oh, yeah.